0: Welcome to What's Up with Betsy Johnson, a podcast from a longtime Oregon legislator and keen political observer discussing what is right and wrong with government politics and public policy. Betsy, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, especially since you went through the the governor's race, you had to notice this big time. There's such a polarization in this country not just oregon not just you know it's all over the country there's right and there's wrong there's left and there's right there's me and there's you there doesn't seem to be much middle ground and one of the hallmarks of your service always was trying to get people to yes trying to get them to the middle you know everybody comes a little step forward or back and they try to get together and it just doesn't seem like it's that way anymore there's such anger and there's you know positions are held so deeply and fiercely, not that that's a bad thing, but people just get nasty. And it's just, it, it's mind-blowing to me. And it's a wonder anybody wants to be in public
1: service. I I absolutely agree with every word you said. And I trace back my first awareness of the Oregon legislature. Um, I was just leaving grade school, and my father ran as a moderate uh, Republican in Central Oregon And um, it was a a whole different time. It was during the Halcyon days of the McCall administration. Tom McCall, uh, for people that are not from Oregon, was sort of an icon here in Oregon, um, and a a fascinating character. But it was during the McCall days that Oregon did all sorts of things, uh, protected our beaches as public domain, passed the bottle bill, passed land use, Uh, that's now gotten twisted around over the intervening years. But um, my father served for seven sessions and um, during that time was appointed by a Democrat Speaker of the House to chair a major committee, even though Sam, my father, was a Republican. And Speaker Lang appointed him because of Sam's expertise and business sense and business experience. And um, that would never happen now to have a Democrat appoint a Republican to a significant committee. Um, My father would tell me, and I witnessed it when I'd go down to the legislature with him, that they would have principal debates on the floor of the House and the Senate. And then they'd all go down to this nasty old bar called the Marion Motor Hotel that has since burned down and they'd sit down there and they'd have a couple of drinks and they knew each other, they trusted each other. A handshake was a deal. Uh, you could disagree with somebody without wanting to grind them into paste. And the attitude now is that if you and I disagree, it's not enough that we just disagree. I have to eviscerate your position. Uh, you know, Talk bad about your mother. The the list just goes on and on, Um, and it has gotten so vitriolic and so poisonous. And then we wonder why it's difficult to find good people to serve. Plus, the degree of public scrutiny is, I think, over the top. Um, People camped outside political people's homes. Um, you might disagree with some of the Supreme Court justices, but threatening them or threatening their families. um, It has really gotten to a point of polarization that I wonder if it can be brought back. And part of the hallmark of my gubernatorial campaign was that I left my party, or more to the point they had left me, but I tried to stake out that spot in the middle to say, Is it okay to have less politics in our politics? And can we find common places where we can agree? Does everything have to be on the far extremes? Um, One of the phrases that I frequently used was that if we pass a bill for the benefit of one Oregonian, it ought to be good for all Oregonians. And we've lost track of that. We're passing highly partisan legislation that carves out favorite status for certain classes and groups of people, not so much for others. And it has filtered through everything. Um, Healthcare has become deeply politicized at this point with uh, threatened um, uh, 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 strikes in healthcare institutions. Everybody seems angry about everything. And um, the the divisions, in my view, have never been wider or deeper or more vitriolic, and that's one of the things that I want to dedicate um, the the time that I'm still around in our civic discourse to try to fix that. We can we can govern um, in a political sense, and we can govern our community behavior if we try to turn down some of the volume on the anger and the partisanship and the the vitriol that is out in the public now.
0: The sure way of saying it is you can disagree without being disagreeable.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: The other point I wanted to make was, and I'm sure you've noticed this as well, uh, a couple of things, it's really easy to be nasty. You mentioned the nastiness in your gubernatorial (laughs) campaign. (laughs) Folks can pretty much say whatever they want, practically anonymously, and say it over and over and over again and basically harass uh, an elected official or anybody else for that matter that they don't agree with and just inundate them with stuff with hardly moving a hand and the other thing is folks are getting their news from all sorts of places that aren't really what most of us would consider journalistic sources you see something on the internet therefore it must be true so there's a lot of misinformation there's a lot of people who are utterly misinformed about how things work and it just it's a recipe for disaster i think
1: let me give you a perfect example we had a community event to try to garner signatures to get me on the ballot it was at the columbia county fairgrounds there were i'm going to guess throughout the day probably 600 people there um we had a band and we had food and conversation and and um there was a lot of of goodwill and i was very gratified that people i'd served for the previous two decades Came out to support me. Somebody, a guy I never saw, showed up in a shirt with a Confederate flag on it. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I, I I turn my back on racism of any kind. I, uh, that is an anathema to me. But I never saw the guy. And the way that the the report was written by the TV people that were reporting it was, uh, you know, Johnson has racists at rally. Um. Uh, there's no place for racism there never was in my campaign there hasn't been in my life and um but the way that it was written up was that somehow this was a, a gathering of racists and i reject that in its totality but that's how weird the reporting was and how nasty it was and um so it's it's a different world for people that are involved in politics and i don't care whether it's at the city council level or up through county commissions the state legislature congress uh and and, and national uh, the presidential race that i think is going to get unbelievably nasty before it comes to a conclusion um i i think it's incumbent upon all of us to try to turn away from those things that divide us and hunt for those things that unite us. We all want a a better United States. We have different ways of getting there, but it doesn't mean that you're 100% wrong. I'm 100% right or vice versa.
0: Well, the other part is, you know, everything's getting so complicated and so electronic. And so everybody's got technology going on and that makes it more difficult for a number of reasons number 1 it makes it you're able to just lie in bed for instance and say bad stuff you're able to make things up and populate them and just throw something out there that is utterly untrue and if it gets repeated by enough people eventually it becomes true even if it
1: isn't yeah absolutely and and it's funny how things are seen in these silos because one of the most aggressive advocates for my election She cut ads for me. I consider her a dear friend. I'm going to a party for her. This afternoon was Senator Margaret Carter, African-American woman, former head of the Oregon Democrat Party. She was just awarded an honorary doctorate from a very prestigious uh, university here in Oregon. And there's a little party for her this afternoon and I'm going to go. Did the press report on that? Margaret and I are dear, dear friends. I, you know, just what you said, you can pick out the bad stuff or the perceived bad stuff. You can amplify it into if you say it enough times, it's true and choose to ignore uh, other aspects. I, I, I'm I, disappointed that the press is where the press is now and not feeling an obligation. You're an old press guy and you've even said it during some of our shows together that you made an effort to talk to both sides of a political issue to see what the thinking was on the, the, the two adversarial sides. Um, I don't see that happening as much anymore as it used to where there was real honest to God reporting and reporting of facts, not reporting of opinion.
0: Well, yeah, and I remember one time at a uh, radio station I was working with uh, somebody called up and complained about uh, Rush Limbaugh saying something, and or I, or actually here, here's what it was. It wasn't Rush. It was uh, me doing a story about the budget, and I had a Democrat talking about the budget because he was appointed by the president, who at the time was President Clinton, I think. Um, and they were mad at me because I didn't have the Republican response. Is that there is no response? It's the I'm sorry, the guy's a Democrat, but just because he's a Democrat doesn't mean he can't talk about the budget in a nonpartisan way because it was a nonpartisan office. And I said, isn't it enough that we have three hours of Republican programming around this and you're mad at me because I didn't put another side into that budget story? Come on. Seriously. Well, I
1: hope that we can use together this platform to talk about those kind of issues, to continue to call attention to the need for civility in our public dialogue, uh, that we can you know, certainly shine a bright light on stuff that needs to have a bright light shined on it. This stuff about the county giving out uh, drug paraphernalia in the name of harm reduction. That needs to be talked about. The fact that the legislature spent public money to to give to for-profit bars and uh, dance halls and um, and ignored some of our big cultural institutions. That's just breathtaking to me. Legislature down there decrying the fact that we have this huge statewide problem in the abuse of alcohol and drugs, and yet they showered money on um, bars and taverns and dance places uh, because of COVID. Well, COVID's over, and if you drive by some of these places on Friday or Saturday night, there's a line of kids standing out in front of them clutching $35 tickets I don't think they need a public subsidy, but when it comes time to subsidize some of our flagship cultural institutions, the the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, the Art Museum, um, even little local theater groups that are not for profits, uh, the legislature ignored them and gave for-profit enterprises uh, money. It's stunning to me that they would do that particularly when I believe one of the principal players on the House side to be a a staunch advocate for uh, alcohol abstinence and recovery. So I'm, I'm struggling to understand that. And because I'm no longer inside the building, I don't have the benefit of having the private conversations that would lead to that kind of an outcome. I just have to read it along with other Oregonians and say, what the hell were you people thinking?
0: Well, the other the good thing about you not being in the building is now nobody can tell you what to say or what not to say, as the case may be. You're pretty much your you can shoot freely on this show, say whatever you want, including cursing, which you've been very good about not doing. So that's a good thing.
1: Well, that's it's absolutely correct. And when we first started doing this show, and as particularly as I moved up in the ranks in Democrat politics. Uh, I'd get yarded into the Senate president's office every now and again and told, knock that off or we're going to take your committee assignments away from you. And he did a couple of times. I wouldn't vote the way he wanted, and I got myself replaced. Um, He always brought me back, he being the Senate president. But boy, did I get my colleagues hot under the collar by talking too freely to you on, um, on the 15 years worth of shows that we did. I'm now a private person and I frankly am looking for, albeit a public private person, but I don't hold elective office. And I look forward to expressing very candid opinions and having very deeply held opinions uh, about a lot of stuff that's going on in this state. doesn't mean I have to come ad hominem after the people that, that have a different thought than I do. but. I think you'd ask anybody. I don't care if they're Republican, Democrat, working party, Green Party, communist. I don't care what they are. You take them downtown and show them addicts that are on the sidewalk um, hallucinating and say, is this okay? Is this humane? And right now it's summer. Um, That's going to change as the seasons change and people are shivering in doorways. Personally, I have spent the, the... great deal of time the last this last year trying to help get a woman off the streets and i have learned so much firsthand by helping one person and when you think of the thousands of people that are right now residing in oregon's parks in our state forests in uh, tents along the streets and the freeways I, th- th- what I've learned from my interaction with this one woman multiplied thousands of times, I think has earned me some insight into why single solutions uh, are, are not gonna address this problem. And I'm thinking specifically, we can talk about this much more in future shows, but this notion of housing somebody first, you house them first, and then you deal with the underlying problems. And there are now a growing number of very outspoken critics of that philosophy, that says you've got to take care of the underlying issues, or someone is not going to be successful if they live in an apartment or uh, you know a, a, a fancy condominium someplace. If you don't deal with the underlying problems, that are frequently trauma related, drug related, mental illness related, but we've got we've got hours and hours of future shows ahead of us and. I'm just glad we got the band back together. Uh, You know, it's funny, uh, we haven't done this for the year plus that I was running for governor, and it frankly feels like putting on an old pair of shoes. Um, I'm looking forward to doing this and the two of us sharing our opinions with people that choose to listen to this show. And, um, And I hope as we get back into the rhythm that we'll be able to invite issue experts or or people that are um, providing services or, frankly, people that have differing opinions uh, to come on to the show. And we talk about it uh, in a a public format and see if we can draw some conclusions together.
0: Thanks for listening to What's Up with Betsy Johnson. If you have comments or questions about this podcast, please email questions, Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S, at BetsyJohnson.com.